Welcome to the All Things Strange Podcast. All right, today we're coming at you with some breaking news. We have a new witness for the JFK assassination. After all of these years, finally, a new break in the case. Or is it? Well, let's talk about it. This is a witness named Paul Landis. He was a Secret Service agent at the time of the assassination and was with the president when the president was shot. Landis is now 88 years old and is telling his story for the first time via book. That's right. He has (laughs) stayed silent all of these years so that he could write a book so many decades later. Uh, Some people are immediately skeptical because anytime a witness is trying to sell a book, it's a little sketchy. You know, there's financial gain there, but we got to take it with a grain of salt. But anyways, let's talk about what some of his claims are. We don't, the book isn't even out yet, so we don't know. uh, By the way, the book is called The Final Witness. Sounds like a sci-fi movie. The Final Witness. Or maybe, uh, maybe one of those religious things aren't witnesses, Jehovah's witnesses. I don't know, whatever, but he's telling a story for the first time and let's get into it. We, we don't know exactly everything that he's saying because the, like I was just getting into the, before I interrupted myself, the book is not out yet. And <clears throat> based on what I'm seeing so far, I'm not sure you need an entire book. I'm not sure what you, what needs to be said that would take that many words, but let's get to it. So he's saying that he took the bullet from the car and put it on the stretcher with the president's body. This is a little strange because the, that bullet was found on a different stretcher. But before we get into that, let's just, in case anybody is not familiar with the JFK assassination, uh, let's just briefly, what are we talking about here and why is this important? Well, the, the, Warren Commission investigated the assassination and they came to the conclusion that the governor, the Texas governor named, uh, named Connolly, who was also in the vehicle and the president were both hit by one bullet. And there's, you know, there's, uh, the FBI did some, some calculations and they figured that Lee Harvey Oswald could not have fired more bullets in the amount of time that he had because of the type of gun he was using. He was using like a bolt action rifle. I forget the exact model, but he, he wouldn't have had enough time to reload a cha- rechamber of the bullet. That in, in and of itself is debated. We won't get into all the nitty gritty right now. We're just talking about Landis's stuff. But also, the, one of the major controversies about the assassination is whether or not there was one gunman or multiple gunmen because witnesses claim to see a gunman on the grassy knoll. Witnesses claim to hear multiple gunshots. And a lot of people think that Lee Harvey Oswald was just the fall guy. He was set up to take the fall while some other nefarious organization, perhaps the CIA were the real people behind the assassination attempt. And they probably figured, assuming that's true, they probably figured, well, they're never, they're never going to stop investigating unless they have somebody to take the fall. It's typical fall guy scenario, right? The Warren Commission says it was only one gunman, one bullet. Many, many people believe it was not. And there was even an entire movie made about it that you can check out. People say that the movie itself uh, bends a lot of 
a lot of the evidence sort of twists things and distorts things. I don't know. We're not here to talk about that movie, which actually had some major actors in it and stuff too, by the way. So it's not, it's not like one of these fly by night documentaries. It was actually a real movie. Let me see who, who was behind that again. I think it was Kevin Costner. Um, let's see. JFK movie. I got the googly machine here. Let's see, on imdb.com. It's been so long since I've seen this movie. Yeah, so it's Kevin Costner, directed by Oliver Stone. That's right. And it, it was written by Jim Garrison and Oliver Stone and Jim Mars. And when it came out, this was, it has, by the way, it has a bunch of other big stars in it, like Gary Oldman, Jack Lemmon, some other, some other big names that you may or may not have heard of. But... The, when this movie came out, it made some serious waves. Like it was a pretty big deal back in the day, but let's not get bogged down too much in the movie. So point is, there's a big disagreement between what a lot of witnesses say and what the Warren Commission said happened. Now, the assassination itself happened on November 22nd, 1963 in Dallas, Texas. JFK was hit in the head and neck and John Connolly, the Texas governor, was hit in the back. Now, a bullet was found on Connolly's stretcher, which supported the thing, single bullet theory. The idea being that the bullet was lodged in Connolly and somehow fell out and was on the stretcher. This bullet was a clean bullet. It did not look like it had hit targets. Some people say that it had not looked like it hadn't even been fired out of a gun. I don't know. I don't have the bullet. And that's not, that's not even the point we're going with right now anyways, but that's the, just this bullet is a whole other conspiracy theory. People don't know how it got there, what it was doing there. People think that it was planted there. We don't know. It's, it's a whole other thing, which we won't go into now because we want to talk about Landis, but nurse hall, who was there at the time said, I could see a bullet lodged between his ear and his shoulder. It was pointed at its tip and showed no signs of damage. I remember looking at it. There was no blunting of the bullet or scarring around the shell from where it had been fired. I'd had a great deal of experience working with gunshot wounds, but I had never seen anything like this before. It was about one and a half inches long, nothing like the bullets that were later produced. It was taken away, but never have I seen it presented in evidence or heard what happened to it. It remains a mystery. So she's saying there, there is a bullet you can find online that, that uh, is presented as, you know, the bullet, but she's saying that's not the bullet I saw. I saw a completely different looking bullet. So like I said, that whole, that bullet in and of itself is a whole separate conspiracy that, uh, let's not, I just wanted to read that quote from her because it was just really interesting, but that's a whole other topic. What Landis says is that he found the bullet in the car. It was on the seat behind the president. And why is this such a big deal? Might you ask? Well, if this is true, then this could not have been the same bullet that hit Connolly. He says he took the bullet, put on this president stretcher so that the evidence could stay with the president. And some people say that that's a completely ridiculous thing to do. But on the other hand, um, the, the situation that day was a complete chaos. Everybody was taken by surprise. Everybody was running around like a chicken with their head cut off. Um, not Mike, the headless chicken who was fine when his head was cut off. <laughs> apparently, but it was, um, it was complete chaos. So 
it might seem like a completely bizarre thing to remove evidence from a crime scene, but on the other hand, in light of the the chaotic situation, and apparently this the scene was not secured, which Landis says, which is really crazy for like the the most high profile crime ever in the United States to not have a secured crime scene. He he said he wanted to keep the evidence with the president, so that kind of makes a little bit of sense. Now, there was no bullet found on the president's stretcher. There was a bullet found on Connolly's stretcher, which again, may or may not have been fired out of a gun. We don't know. That's a whole other topic. But Landis believes that this bullet may have somehow worked its way over to Connolly's stretcher where it was found. There's also the possibility that the bullet on the president's stretcher was completely taken away and a whole new bullet was put on Connolly's stretcher. It's possible it was moved by hand from the president's stretcher to Connolly's stretcher. There's any number of possible scenarios that could have happened. We don't know for sure what happened, but this new testimony suggests, or I mean, if this is true, there's a lot of people who don't believe Landis for various reasons. For example, why did he wait so long? Why is he trying to sell a book, et cetera, et cetera. There are plenty of skeptics of this particular testimony, but if Landis is telling the truth, then this disproves the Warren Commission's uh, the Warren Commission's finding of the single bullet because this bullet could not have physically hit both men. So this is pretty exciting testimony, pretty exciting stuff. Um, a new break in the case after all these years. Everybody's super excited about it. I'm excited about it, and I'm not even like super into this particular conspiracy theory, but this would prove the conspiracy that the Warren Commission was wrong and leads to all other possibilities being true, such as multiple gunmen, involvement with the um, w- with the mafia and the CIA, which does appear to be the case. For example, Lee Harvey Oswald was shot by, ja- I think, Jack Ruby. I-, I didn't know take notes on this, but I think it was Jack Ruby shot him while he was in police custody. They were just walking him from point A to point B. He was in shackles or whatever. He walks right up and just pops him with a gun and kills him. So the the mafia was definitely involved in some way. And it's really weird because why would you, why would the mafia want to kill somebody unless it was to help cover something up or somebody paid them to the whole case is weird. We should do an episode on it. But in the meantime, I wanted to cover this because it's probably going to be a long time until we get or get around to doing the JFK assassination as a regular case file. But I wanted to do a quick little breaking news snippet for everybody out there, you know, just to, just to cover it briefly because we won't be able to cover it on the main show, but until next time, that's all we got for you. If you want to catch our regularly scheduled episodes, you can catch those live right now. We're doing them on discord. You can find that in the description. There's a link. You can just go click on the link and you can sign up for our discord and check out our live shows there. I am still working on a video format I want to do, but for now we are just audio only. If you're not familiar with discord, It's basically a chat room that was set up originally for gamers, but now anybody and everybody uses it for all sorts of things. They have text channels, audio channels, and video channels. Do they have video channels? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. We don't use video, but they have audio and text, and we're on there. Uh, If you want to come and say hello to the hosts, come in, pop up, and say hello, and we will probably be in there to say hello. Uh, The Discord goes straight to my phone. I have it on my phone, but you don't need to install the app to use it. You can also use it off of, you know, a browser or a laptop. 
if you're trying to use it on a browser in your phone and you get something that pops up to say, download our app, all you got to do is click on your browser, enable desktop mode, and that'll probably fix that. I don't know for sure. I've never tried that, but that might work. Anyways, thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Keep it strange.